Leaders in Conversation with Noma Zibulo Changa. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Leaders in Conversation, where we talk to the C-suite leaders. We're talking all things corporate, culture, um, diversity and inclusion, as well as leadership. Today, we have a beautiful friend of mine as our guest. Her name is Zizi Ponyanga. She's a chartered accountant, and she's also the managing executives um, for a managing executive for SME and platform banking in one of the um, top banking companies in South Africa. Welcome to the conversation. Thank you. <laughs> so good to be here. Hello. <laughs> Thank so you. So excited. Yes, I'm, I'm excited to chat to you. And today we're talking about all things professional. Yes. And all things corporate. Yes. Yes. Which is your thing? It's my thing. I wanted to say. Yes, as a managing director, <laughs> managing executive yeah. for small, medium enterprise and platform banking. Yes. Okay, so did you always know that you wanted to study um, and become a chartered accountant? So I love money mm. uh, from a young age. Yeah. Uh, I think my parents noticed uh, that I love selling sweets, lollipops, and I was good in maths and accounting. Yeah. So they made a decision for me to become a chartered accountant. Mm. At the time, I didn't even know what, what a chartered was. accountant was. And I thank them for that. It could have gone wrong. They could have uh, chosen a career for me that I'm not passionate about mm -hmm. but I think the fact that they could see the talent that I had as mm -hmm. a as a kid and marry that with education is something that I'm grateful for and I think um, also when I was growing up uh, at high school in high school there was a lot of teachers that were motivating us and inspiring us to really create rather than just consume so mm. i i really um i love the concept that. of creating rather yes. than consuming yeah i took that as my motto from earlier on to mm. just create rather than uh, consume so tell me what subjects did you study in high school so i did uh, maths uh, and it showed me flames i won't <laughs> lie <laughs> i won't sit here yeah. and pretend as if maths you wasn't were an, a, an a student so i i did maths accounting and i also did typing Mm, oh wow yes, and okay. economics the typing and economics yes. okay so tell me um when you then um, transitioned and moved into um university um how was that transition for you um and which university did you study at so i went to the university of transkei to do my junior degree mm -hmm. uh, it was the previously uh, disadvantaged university, universities mm. but it was also the university that produced uh, the first black uh, chartered accountant mm. uh, both a man and a female yeah. so we were very much inspired to mm. go to that school mm. but i went there because i didn't have money mm. uh, my mother had passed away my dad had uh, been retrenched so yeah. uh, we only had 2,500 from my sister to just mm -hmm. register. register 
and thankfully for TEFSA, I think mm. it's now NEF NEFSA. Yes, I was able to uh, enroll there. Mm. So I went to University of Transkei to do my mm. junior degree, and then I did my honors, uh, higher diploma in, in accounting at Bits mm. after getting a bursary from one of the big construction firms. Mm, that's nice. So talk to me about um, as you were transitioning now from um, university going into the corporate space. How was that transition? Just took me through your career journey. Yo, no, ma, it was tough. Uh, Remember, um, in high school, you were one of the clever students, um, also coming from a challenging uh, upbringing. Mm -hmm. you, I buried myself in books, and mm -hmm. therefore I did well at school. And um, transitioning from uh, the University of Transkei to uh, University of uh, Vetvatesrand, mm -hmm. it was a huge uh, shock to the system. system. I had never seen so many computers <laughs> in, your in life. my life. <laughs> Yeah. I also hadn't seen people driving their own cars, yeah. going to their to own... school. Yes, I'm Imagine. like, no, <laughs> aren't we all staying here? Yeah, yes. <laughs> People are going to their own flats and yeah. driving their own cars. And so it was the a flats shock. outside the school. Yes. <laughs> you know, mm. where do they get the money, money to for. do that? <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm just grateful that I managed to get a passari to stay mm. here. So it was a culture shock. When I moved from Varsity to mm. my first job, I think the biggest culture shock was the racial integration. Uh, I had been used to be with uh, mostly Africans yeah. and now I'm in one of the big four firms and it's very diverse mm. and you now have to be confident. Mm. Uh, so my confidence was uh, really um, Peddling a bit, uh, broken a bit mm. because now all of a sudden there's all of us mm. uh, trying to compete for mm. the best accounts to mm. audit, trying mm. to compete for promotion and yeah. all that stuff. So I always look at graduates, um, mm. he, even now at work, and say to, to them, you know, I wasn't always this confident. Mm. I made a decision to be confident. I because love that. In a work environment, uh, even if you're not leading people, mm. you must first uh, lead yourself. And confidence plays a huge, a huge role, role in that. In that. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. So you started um, in, a, in an accounting firm, right? Yes. That yes, was so my first job, yeah. Yes, talk us through that up until um, you're managing, um, you know, executive role. So I started at an accounting firm to do my articles. So the, the CA route is very much structured. Mm. You mm. do your junior degree, you do your honours, you do your articles, yeah. you write the first uh, board exam and the, and the second board exam. So I started uh, at one of the accounting firms mm. and uh, I fell pregnant. Mm. <laughs> so life happened that was not part of the plan right mm. and I don't ha I didn't have uh, my mother at the time she mm. had already passed away yeah. uh, when I was 15 so you will know for the first child a mother mm. is a very important uh, support structure mm. in that so I had to make a decision to leave my son with my sister mm. and my dad back in the Eastern mm. Cape so that I can focus on the board exam, mm. um, which I passed and I'm grateful. So that's some of the sacrifices that I, uh, I had to make mm. uh, during my articles uh, and passing those uh, board exams. And then I decided to go uh, to the United, of St uh, United States of America for three mm. months. Uh, mm. To what just led explore. to that decision? What led to that decision? Talk us through that. I mean, I've always wanted to go to the States. Mm. Uh, I believe, you know, there's a there's the American dream, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I always thought... So a South African girl living an American dream. Yes. 
<laughs> you know, I, I always wanted to see what Americans do, what can I learn and bring yeah. back mm -hmm. uh, to South Africa. So I really enjoyed my time there. Yeah. I was exposed to uh, auditing uh, an IPO, you know, getting yeah. uh, exposed to that for the first time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I must say, Americans uh, thought that we were living with uh, tigers and, and lions. At home, and in our house. <laughs> so they were very much intrigued at the fact that here's this African coming here and they can audit the same way that they're auditing. So it was a great experience. And yeah. it also taught me about entrepreneurship as mm. well. That's when my love of entrepreneurship really was solidified because Americans uh, are very good at starting businesses mm. um, and selling anything. Mm. We're going to go through that, um, your outside interest. So what career advice would you give to aspiring chartered accountants? The aspiring chartered accountants, so after I uh, left um, the accounting firm, yeah. I then decided, okay, let me get into entrepreneurship and just figure out what it is that I want to do and, and bend my fingers. And I did mm. bend my fingers. Mm. Um, and then I went back to corporate. What mm. I, the first lesson I want to share with aspiring chartered yeah. accountants is to really surround yourself with the right support structure mm. and mentors. Because when I ventured into entrepreneurship and uh, bent my fingers, mm. I was able to call my mentors, mentors support structures. and mm. my senior managers uh, at the accounting firm where mm. I was at to say, mm. I'm in trouble. I started this business and it's going down. I don't have a cent, you know, things. I, I, I need to go back. I need to go back. So if you don't ban your bridges, uh, then it's easy it to call people. It is very important. It is very yeah. important not bending your bridges. So what other advice would you give them? So, so that, that was the first one. Uh, the, the second one is really to never stop learning. Mm. So personal growth is a very uh, big passion of mine mm. and, and continuous um, uh, learning yeah. uh, as a professional. Mm. Just because you are qualified as a chartered accountant after you finish those three years yeah. of articles doesn't mean that that's the end. Yeah. Yeah. Now, other people will go through big things and do MBAs and all that. I didn't uh, mm. do that. I went the route of saying um, I will do short courses, I will do executive development programs, I will zoom in into the area that yeah. is actually of interest, uh, to you. of interest to me rather than being all over the place. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, the advice uh, is also around the money. The money didn't necessarily follow me mm. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> <laughs> After wanting to do, become a CA because of the money. Yes, mm. right. And, and uh, so, so the route that I chose versus yeah. some of my friends yeah. that uh, were also chartered accountants was totally different. different. People were making millions <laughs> and I was still, and still struggling, <laughs> trying to figure out. <laughs> Where's when is your next million Where's coming? Route? Exactly. Where is the route, route take, taking me? But I was patient. So mm. the second lesson uh, to not bending your, your bridges is know what you want and be patient yeah. in pursuing it yeah. uh, in your career. And, and, and lastly, um, build your brand. If you are in the accounting firm, how do you build your brand? You mm. talk to the senior partners. Yeah. You talk to senior managers. Mm. You ask for advice. You ask for feedback. Yeah. Outside that, you talk to people that are in other accounting firms, mm. you talk to your clients, you understand what uh, value can you add, how can you improve uh, what mm. you're offering, and really 
upskill yourself uh, as you're going along. And, 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 and I'm, I'm hearing you saying also nurturing the relationships yes. that you are building along the way. How important is that? It's very important. Mm. Everything revolves around uh, relationships, right? So if, if I didn't have the right relationships, I wouldn't necessarily be able to call and say, I'm in trouble. Mm. My house is about to be taken. Yeah. I don't have money because yeah. uh, the entrepreneurial venture that I was so excited about is not going very well. Yeah. Also, even now, uh, if you are going to a board meeting or if you have a client proposal or whatever mm. is going on in your career, yeah. Do you have, if you look at your phone, do you have people that you can call? On speed dial. On speed dial. And can say, support you through your career. Exactly. Mm, I love that. I love that. So talk us through your role as a managing executive um, for small, medium enterprise and platform banking. So what does that role entail? So what do you wake up and do? <laughs> because people often want to know, what, what, what does this report do, you know? Um, and what's your daily job? What, what is it that you do in that role? My job in a nutshell is to help entrepreneurs succeed by yeah. providing them with finance yeah. to start their businesses, to run their businesses, yeah. to grow their businesses. Yeah. I work for one of the financial institutions and mm. we really are trying to make a mark in addressing the issues of access to funding is a big, big issue, issue for yeah. entrepreneurs. And also access to markets. Mm. You, you're starting a business, but you don't necessarily know what you're going to sell. Mm. And then lastly, uh, uh, technical support yeah. and business support. Entrepreneurs uh, will get into the journey as one-man band, band and it's tough, mm. you know, so you need the support that you need. So I wake up and think about who else can I assist mm. um, in those areas. Mm. Uh, that, that's quite a, a challenging job. That must be very challenging. We've got so many young, um, you know, enthusiastic entrepreneurs, but we don't all make it. Um, so how do you, how do you know, um, or what advice would you give to entrepreneurs that um, are looking um, for funding, are looking for the support that you're talking about? Um, what is it that they need to prepare in order for them to be uh, marketable um, and, and get access of those um, funding and access to those markets? Yeah, so first is the mindset. If you sort out your mindset, uh, the journey is going to be very much uh, difficult, yeah. the entrepreneurial journey. So if you feel like giving up, um, you, might be, you must be able to motivate yourself. Yeah. Also, you must be able to validate your own ideas before seeking validation, validation externally. externally. Mm. Because you might come and say, I want to sell this cup of water. And then someone's like, no, man, there's a lot of people that are selling uh, water. What's yeah. so special about you? So yeah. if you're not confident and you're not um, uh, minding how you think and validating mm. your own ideas yeah. first and backing yourself first, mm. then you're going to struggle. And then secondly, just do the research. Mm. Entrepreneurs are very, very busy people. Mm. They don't have time. time. You often hear entrepreneurs say, time is money. Mm. It is money. money. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh. Time is money. But the things that you don't want to invest in research is mm. very important because mm. it's going to save you time. You're not going to be knocking mm. at the wrong doors, doors looking for help. Wrong right? information. Exactly. People are not going to, you're knocking at the wrong door and you're looking for A, B and C. They're like, no, yeah. no, no, we don't do that. Yeah. If you had researched, you would know that this one does this, this one does that. And secondly, accountants must be your friends, right? I'm not just saying that because I'm a chartered accountant, okay. but it all boils down to numbers. Money. Right. Mm. So you you you're selling this whatever product or service that you are selling. Mm. Do you know if you're making money mm. or you're just happy 
to wake up and fulfill an order only to realize that before you even left your office you were on minus you are on a loss mm. operating on a loss mm. so financial records and understanding yeah. um, the numbers is very important mm. even if you are not an accountant yourself mm. get someone who can uh, mm. do that and then the other one is lawyers people always talk about uh, mm. don't sign things that you don't know yeah and when you're partnering with others shareholders you know mm. you must think about the end before it comes yeah. what if uh, there's infighting amongst amongst shareholders your mm. shareholders agreement is not watertight yeah. and then uh, around markets really mm. you are in business to make profit otherwise if you are not in business to make profit then go run an ngo yeah that is the purpose of an ngo so, to do mm. what you need to do but you're not Fulfill looking a passion, at but yes. not necessary profits yes mm. otherwise if you don't distinguish between a non-profit organization and a commercial enterprise mm. you're going to wake up thinking that you're in business and you can't pay your uh, employees yeah. you can't pay your overheads yeah. you're not growing yeah. you are stressed yeah right mm. so so it's very important to understand uh, 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 the numbers and also just overall legal uh, finances markets are you waking up to sell something that is going to make you money which, which is linked to pricing mm. i could go on and on and, and on, on. on. You know, and i'm I passionate see, about I, this i see you are very passionate about this you can go on and on so we are going to go to an ad break um, and then we'll be back with the conversation um, to continue with zizi ponyanga who is the managing executive um, for sme and the platform banking so stay tuned Welcome to Doughty Moments, our home for fun, creativity, concept creation, floral design, and all things beautiful. This is a space for our clients to come and talk to us about their event vision, be it a wedding, a party, a corporate event, any event of any kind, really. We play around with ideas here. We love, we sometimes have a nice glass of wine or whiskey to keep the creativity coming. Above all else, we've created a space for our clients to relax, visualize their event, and be excited about it. We absolutely love what we do. We are so passionate about creating these beautiful moments for our clients. We are addicted to seeing our clients' happy faces when they step into that moment where their vision has come to life. We live for those moments. True to our name, we still thrive to dote over all of our clients as well as we possibly can. We are Doty Moments. the leaders in conversation i am still with zizi ponyanga the managing executive for sme and platform banking so we are going to get to um, some of the challenges that you had experienced in corporate while you transitioned because um, we find a lot of young black um, you know especially black women that are struggling um, um, in corporate and um, struggling to fit in to the culture in corporate etc so what are some of the challenges that you experience in corporate 
So I've already highlighted the yeah. confidence yeah. Uh, issue. Uh, mm -hmm. We have to work on our confidence. We, we have to work on our mindset. Uh, a lot depends on yourself mm -hmm. uh, before mm -hmm. anyone else. Um, the other challenge I faced was um, racism. Mm. And racism from a subordinate even, uh, earlier wow. on in my uh, career. Mm. But I was fortunate because I had bosses that really were supportive of me. Mm. And I'm generally a person who doesn't um, shy away from confrontation. Mm. I mean, the things that um, are against my values, respect being one of them, mm. uh, I really fight mm. for those things. So knowing my values was very important mm. earlier on in life mm. because when the person oversteps the mark uh, of respect, even if it wasn't racism, yeah. The fact that the value of respect was... Um, and the boundary was yes, crossed. I was able to identify and deal with it uh, mm -hmm. immediately. So my bosses were very supportive. Yeah. Uh, I raised the issue with the person involved and I raised the matter with the, the senior management and it was taken care of uh, mm -hmm. immediately. I think I learned from that uh, early on uh, that you mustn't put, put things under the carpet mm -hmm. in corporate but you must know how to address mm. the things. Mm. You know, I could have easily fought <laughs> physically mm. or whatever thing because it's a, it's a, a very Scary, sensitive, mm, sensitive matter. Mm. But I composed myself and I had to sit back and say, okay, this is a problem. Mm. I raise it with the person to say, you will not do A, a B, yeah. and C with me. It's not acceptable. Mm. And then I identify the people that I'm going to deal with. And secondly... And, and you're reminding me because my um, former boss used to say to me, don't fight the man, fight the ball. Yes. Yes, so it, that, that comes with that composure because you, can, you could have easily fought the man. Yes. But you were not fighting the man, you were fighting your values. Yes. Which is the ball. Yes. There's a saying in Corsa that talks about pigs that are fighting mm. and you get into the fight with mm. the pigs. People are not going to know. And you become one of the pigs. <laughs> yes. People are not going to know who started the fight and all that stuff. And I've learned in corporate uh, people that are perpetrators of wrongdoing are easily, um, the, 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 the manipulation can easily tend to where you are seen as the person who perpetrated the issue and they are all of a sudden a victim. victim. So pulling back mm. and deciding, okay, how am I going to react mm. to this thing uh, really helps. So that's mm. one of the, the, the ways I have uh, been able to manage that uh, situation. Further on in my life, mm. I came across something called uh, Queen Bee Syndrome, mm. where uh, women in particular mm. um, use uh, processes and systems to actually sabotage each, uh, other. each other. I never, for the longest time in my career, I never had an issue with uh, working with women. I love working with women. My team is always made up of more women than mm. not. And I'm a mother of two boys, so I'm not against uh, the other gender. But when I experienced the Queen Bee Syndrome, then I realized this is what mm. people are talking about. You can't touch this thing, mm. but you can certainly feel that this person is really moving in a subtle manner to sabotage everything that you are doing. More like gaslighting? In, the, in, in today's terms, terms. Mm. right? So, so that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned. And I think, again, taking a backseat and saying, okay, I've noticed a certain pattern with, mm. with this person. And I've noticed this is how they act. Yeah. What must I do? Prepare 
more when mm. you get into meetings. Mm. Do your research. Mm. Surround yourself with the right people. Mm. Don't rely on only yourself or one person. Find a way of getting the support structure within the corporate mm. so that you can um, uh, really get around those. The last thing, uh, Norma, that I want to highlight, being an African woman, um, it is still true that there, there's few of us yeah. around the table. Mm. So there are things that I've learned that you mustn't create an environment and a situation mm. for yourself to fall into the very trap that you don't want. For example, you mustn't find yourself making tea for everyone. Why can't they make tea for themselves? themselves. Mm. <laughs> right? Mm. If there's minutes to be <laughs> written, mm. why should it be me that's writing the minutes? I'm taking my own notes. Mm. Let's all take notes, all notes. If, yes. you know, if really we need to. So there are things that you mustn't mm. uh, do to perpetuate certain stereotypes uh, as a woman, uh, in corporate, as mm. an African in, in yeah. corporate. And there are other people that are looking at you as a leader, being inspired by you. Yeah. You have your own struggles, but don't add petrol into the fire. Yes, yes, I fully agree with you. you know. So tell me, um, we understand that there are, we still have an underrepresentation of women, particularly black women still in corporate, um, whether it's in um, high-level positions, which is your C-suite leaders, whether it's in boards. Um, what, what, how can we change that, uh, uh, um, the, the, the stats? How, how can we ensure that we create um, environments that are inclusive of women? I think it has improved. We must give ourselves credit, right? Things have improved. The fact that you and I are sitting here, um, mm. both, uh, you know, uh, women in yeah. leadership, uh, you've been in corporate yourself, you're running your own business. It, it speaks volumes. We, mm. we have really done a lot that our ancestors were mm. dreaming of and they must be proud wherever they are, yeah. right? But there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. So I think for me, uh, in my uh, uh, career space, uh, organizations like African Women Chartered Accountants, mm. ABASA, which mm. is uh, Advancement for, for Black Accountants, you know, uh, a BMF, mm. a Black Management Forum, all these associations, it's not for show, it's to create support structure for us to be able to support each mm. other and, you know, advance the interests of um, mm. uh, this group in particular. So I think it, it, it all boils down to ourselves, mm. to have a seat at the table if there's no seat create, create a seat for you seat for yourself and secondly the men in our lives our husbands our brothers our mm. you know nephews they must all uh, support uh, uh, the, the movement to create a space for us but it's not a women against men situation you, I think you will agree with me anything that's got to do with a woman multiplies multiplies I, I, so yeah. so we are naturals, we, we give birth to things. We're able to make ends things meet. Things grow under you know? us. Yes. yes, if you have five friends as a woman and you give five friends to the other gender, no offense, you can do a lot of, uh, a lot of things with the small amount mm. of money that you have compared to someone else because we are resourceful. So mm. I think it's important for us in boards to really value the, diversi uh, the diversity that is um, brought by women, yeah. the, the nurturing, the, the, the values that are really feminine uh, in approach because without uh, that input from women, a lot can go wrong. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't agree with you uh, more. So what are some of the mistakes you have made in corporate as a leader? <sighs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thinking about 
this i think um one 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 inc incident uh, comes to mind at some point in my career i was leading a team and the buck really stopped with me and one of us uh, passed away mm. a soldier in the uh, army passed mm. away i had never ever been exposed to a situation where a staff member a team member someone you were laughing with yesterday mm. Mm. passes away right so I think we panicked, everyone panicked. I got the news um, in the afternoon. I didn't know what to do. Uh, I communicated uh, and then in the morning, people are coming, are crying, I don't know what to do. I had a team uh, mm -hmm. that was reporting to me directly. And I thought I was taking care of the people that were falling apart, mm -hmm. only to realize that there was a meeting that uh, was happening downstairs that shouldn't have been happening because if one of your soldiers dies mm. surely you have to acknowledge yeah. that one of us you know is not here it's not here and mm. it can't be business as, as usual, usual. Mm. so i m made a call to say no meetings should happen mm. but because i'm not downstairs i'm i'm trusting that the other people will not continue yeah. with the meeting the meeting continued yeah. while I was busy organizing psychologists and all that stuff. People were crying. Mm. I didn't know what to do. Later on, there was a, a, a situation now where people felt that how could management let a meeting go ahead when this has happened? happened yeah. Bear in mind, I'm not going to be able to say, well, guys, I did say no meetings. But it was so-and-so from your team. Yes, you can't say I that. can't say that. You have to take ownership as a leader. The buck stops with me. Even worse, when I call the team and say, listen... This is a situation. Why did this happen? Mm -hmm. Someone saying, no, but we were dividing and conquering. Yeah. We couldn't have stopped. Uh, business was supposed to carry on. Mm -hmm. Now, it was an, an issue of uh, cultures. Yeah. In our culture as Africans, you stop. Mm. Everything. Everything stops. Mm. <laughs> right? But in other cultures, you know, business Things continues. carry on. Mm -hmm. Now you are in corporate. How do you bring the context of uh, being an African to the fact that this is a corporate? Yeah. Um, so I, I had to swallow a big uh what i don't know pill pill <laughs> and call uh, a meeting and apologize mm. even though i felt myself no man but i trusted mm. people to mm. to do a b and c so calling a team and apologizing yeah. was a huge thing for me mm. but they really appreciated that mm. i was in the wrong because the buck stops with you. me i can't say no <laughs> it's not me i'm mm. the leader so yeah. sometimes you have to take um, a knock for, for some of the mistakes uh, that are happening by virtue of being an executive. Mm. Sometimes it's you directly. Sometimes it's your team. team members. You mm. can't take credit only. You when it's be, positive. You must be willing to take the fall as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so tell me, what does leadership mean to you? <gasps> Seeing that we're talking about leadership. <laughs> leadership. Leadership, leadership. Our viewers leadership. want to know. <laughs> leadership to know. means whatever it means to you. I can't give you your <laughs> definition, but my definition of leadership is really being true to my values, through to my um, the expectations I have for mm. myself in that particular role. Mm -hmm. If I am put in a certain yeah. role, I must deliver uh, according to expectations and strive for mm. excellence. It's also about being an example. Uh, to those that I'm leading, including myself. There are times where I wake up and think to myself, Lord, help me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do this, but 
you have to put your big girl panties on and walk like a leader, you know, because you're getting paid <laughs> to be a leader mm. when you want to and when you don't want to. But to people that uh, are also not leading people, I have learned from a very early uh, stage of my mm. career to lead myself. Yeah. So setting goals for yourself, for your career, for yeah. your life, uh, be it spirituality, be it financial goals, be it career goals, be it how you're going to move up the corporate ladder or run a business one day, it's all about leadership. Mm. If you're baking bread, bake that bread and be known in the area as the best baker of bread, mm. you are leading mm. in baking bread. So mm. it doesn't matter what level um, you are in in corporate. Uh, and maybe what position you what are in. What position you are in, whether you're running your own business or you are an employee, yeah. lead yourself Mm. before expecting other people to respect you as a leader. And before leading other people. Yeah. So what does, um, or how important is emotional intelligence in leadership? I mean, I think it's very important. The examples that I've, <laughs> <laughs> examples that I've shared earlier illustrates uh, that. Illustrate mm. part of um, emotional uh, intelligence. Otherwise, you can easily shoot from the hip and then regret uh, later on. So... We don't get taught those things. It's a pity. Just like I always complain every chance I mm. get that people don't get taught entrepreneurial skills early enough. Yeah. We don't get taught uh, emotional intelligence. Mm. I think we focus a lot on the, you know, the being technical, technical, doing the job. Yeah. Mm. So, so for me, experience mm. builds, has builds the you. muscle um, and has taught me a lot uh, about... Um, my emotions but also my upbringing and the experiences in life you know having to grow up quicker yeah. because of losing uh, a parent uh, like a mother early has taught me to just you know uh, step up step up yeah yeah um so tell me when it comes to um, corporate, we, we, we're finding that um, the, the, there's a lot of organizations that have a very stifled um, corporate culture. How do professionals, young black women, survive in those stifled um, um, corporate cultures? How can we make it work to, in order for us to reach the level that we have reached? So um, when I was doing my articles, uh, where I did my articles, I left and came back and left, and then I th I told myself, okay, no, I'm, not the third I'm time. Done. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Now I know auditing is not necessarily for, for you. Yeah. But what I appreciated about that environment, uh, all of us, if not uh, most of us, mm -hmm. uh, Africans in particular, in that um, uh, accounting firm, made it a decision that we would support each other. So mm. when we go to uh, the canteen, we would yeah. sit together. Yeah. When you have an issue, maybe your performance is not going well, you're able to call upon a certain person, even at a different level. The canteen level. crew. S even senior partners. So from article clerks to mm. senior partners that were Africans, yeah. there was an unwritten rule mm. to identify when someone is struggling and yeah. step in. Mm. We were not friends. Mm. Other people were much older than us. Mm. But the environment was so uh, difficult such that we owed it to ourselves to come in packs support and other. support each other. Mm. So that's something that I, I wish mm. could happen uh, in the different corporate environments. So that we, even if you're struggling, if you, even if you are 
thriving, you're able yeah. to share your successes, you're able to share your lessons. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So you've got other interests which we've also um, spoken about and one of them being um, entrepreneurship yes. outside your corporate job. So talk us through those interests and um, what really, um, what's the passion behind them? So I took four months uh, sabbatical uh, yes. in 20, was it 2021 yeah. or 2020, COVID period, uh, mm. I can't remember the exact uh, year. Uh, I took four months sabbatical uh, after realizing that I had been a slave of, I had been a workaholic. Mm. I had been a slave to my corporate job. And at your detriment. At my detriment. I wasn't breathing. I was, I was like flying and I suddenly realized how on earth did I move from this point <laughs> to this mm. point? And who is this? Mm. Like, I, I, I didn't know this Zizipo. You know? So you had lost your identity. I had lost my identity. I had buried myself in my work. Mm. And I, know, I knew why. Because I was chasing financial freedom. Mm. Financial freedom is very important mm. to me. I won't lie. Mm. But it mustn't be at a detriment of my well-being mm. and who, who, who am I. So I took the decision after taking that sabbatical to really look into what else pumps blood into my veins. Fuels your fire. You know? So personal growth is something that I'm very passionate about. Yeah. So I do mentorship sessions. I do events around personal mm. growth. I love really empowering myself yeah. and others, <laughs> right? And I believe for future generations, we need to uh, continue doing mm. that. So I always picture myself in the middle. I am in the middle. I'm trying to pull the people that are, are coming behind me. And I'm also trying to latch on to the people that have gone Walked before me, mm. to learn from them yeah. as much as the others are learning from mm. me. So the mentorship and the personal growth uh, initiatives that I run are really about that. And then lastly, I am from the rural areas. Um, rural women, uh, I'm very passionate about them. Yeah. So the, the social enterprise that I run uh, uh, to empower rural women uh, is called Makoti Assist. Mm. You assist. It was trending in December. <laughs> yes. Makoti Assist in the Eastern Cape was trending, guys, in December. <laughs> so Makoti Assist is a platform to encourage Africans, uh, particularly closers, to know mm. where they come from, to yeah. know their tradition, their culture, and to understand why certain things, Imiki, in December, yeah. you know, uh, our Mr. kids Benzi. are struggling to speak our languages. Those things bother me, you know. Uh, I have to say to my kids, listen, I don't like the fact that you can't speak your own language. Mm. When we go home to the rural areas, I have to dig a hole, <laughs> guys, because I have to practice and say, okay, when you greet, you say A, B, and C. When you do this, this is what you need. It's important for me, for us to not lose our culture. So the platform is for uh, really for us to get in touch with our culture, yeah. our traditions, but also helping rural women put food on the table. Mm. For people like me, I am a Makoti myself, but I'm also an ambitious career woman. I don't necessarily live at home or with the in-laws. When there's a funeral or when there is mm. anything, I can't really simply stop everything and go there. Yeah. So that's what the, the initiative is about. So I'm re I've got other interests uh, mm. on more on the commercial side of things, but really the other stuff that I've highlighted is yeah. You need to find things that pump blood into your veins because if you don't, you're going to be the slave of corporate or the slave of 
a particular cause that mm. um, helps you put uh, food on the mm. table. And, and, and you become depleted. Yeah. Um, your energy becomes depleted through that yeah. process. Yeah. So I like that. Any events thing. that are coming up um, <sighs> that you're working on? Anything that you want to share <laughs> with our listeners and viewers? Yes, uh, thank you. So I normally hold uh, uh, an event called Getting Untangled Annual Vision Board to help people uh, set their goals at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Uh, but this year I'm doing that online to hopefully attract people that are not necessarily in Gauteng. Uh, you can register, uh, follow me on the social media, you'll see the details. Other than that, I run mentorship sessions yeah. on a quarterly basis. Yeah. And uh, the rest how I will reveal as, as, as I go, go, go along here. Yeah. Yes, tell me, how important is mentorship to you? It's very important. For me, I didn't get to where I am now without mentorship, you know. From that incident uh, that I highlighted yeah. um, uh, uh, during my articles up to now, I always have people that yeah. are either sponsoring me or mentoring me. But mm. I can't always be the one who's getting, getting, getting. I have to also give, give, back. Uh, give back. Hence, I'm doing these uh, mentorship yeah. sessions. Otherwise, uh, it must be a ripple effect. You must be mentored and you must mentor mm. others uh, so that mm. we can all grow. Thank you so much, Zizi Po, for Thank such a fruitful conversation. I truly enjoyed our engagement and I'm sure that our listeners and viewers got to learn more about you and also about um, the industry that you are in and um, just the dynamics um, of navigating um, career, corporate and, and, and of course stepping up as, as a woman and maybe stepping up as a professional as well. So we've come to the end of our conversation with Zizi Ponyanga, who is the managing executive for SME and platform banking. Until we see each other and um, until next time. Thank you.